It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome everybody to another edition of the In The Paint Show, episode 148, as we bring in the new year. Happy New Year to all our listeners, and we appreciate people sticking with us, listening after all these uh, episodes. Again, we're at 148. It's been a few years, Ani. We've obviously done right. uh, some on video, and we, we have the old ones on, on iTunes and, and Spotify. So how are, you going, how are you doing, and how was your new year? And uh, appreciate you being with me, as usual. Our girl Chelsea is... Uh, you know, she's doing her thing in, in uh, Israel, so she wouldn't be able to join us, but she'll be joining us on the next one. But how are you doing? Man, I'm doing good, man. Happy New Year's. You know, I'm glad to get back going. Oh, it's been a minute since our last episode. I know people have been waiting, like, hey, when are we come back? So, you know, yeah. we're going to start out in 2023. This is when I first, this is like a, almost like a one-year anniversary for me <laughs> yeah. uh, on the show. So I'm excited. Yeah, it is about a one-year anniversary, Uh you know, again, we've done about, like you said, the last year, maybe about 30, 35 on video. And so check out our YouTube page on the Balls Life Podcast Network. Make sure to check out the other ones uh, that, that rock it on the Balls Life Podcast Network. We, li- we appreciate everybody li- tuning in. Again, we're trying to get this uh, our numbers up, trying to get more people listening. So share it. Make sure you know tell people about it. We appreciate you guys sticking with us. We've been off for a couple of weeks, but it's for good reason. We've been to going yeah. to events. We haven't had much time. Trying to spend a little time with our family, but really we've been in the gym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ain't lying. <laughs> yeah, you know, Tarkanian, then you go back to California for you. You went to Whataburger. Uh, tell us a little bit about where you were before the Whataburger. I was in New York, so yeah. I uh, went and watched the CBS uh, event with Ohio State played, Kentucky, and uh, UCLA played. And then I went and watched uh, Christ the King and uh, Cardinal Hayes. That was my first high school game in New York. And uh, it was interesting, you know, just yeah. seeing the setup, seeing the people, uh, seeing the basketball, you know, like I saw New York basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Some guys that really, really handle, score it, a lot of flair, a lot of, a lot of talking. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it, it was, it was fun. How about you? Yeah. You know, uh, I was obviously watched that game when Christ the King came out here against the Eric Canyon. <laughs> they lost on the road. So, then they go back home and they 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 pretty much manhandled Cardinal Hayes. What? And 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 the thing is, the New York teams on a national level right now are not you know they're not doing great. They're doing Christ the King's doing okay, but people could you know again as the world turns, the results come in. Uh, you know, New Jersey's getting started, but New York is looking to pick it up, and I'm sure they'll finish strong. But uh, across the board, they're just doing okay right now. You know, Cardinal yeah. Hayes started off real high. In the Fab 50, and, and, and Christ the King did too, and they're both out right now. Obviously, 
Christ the King can't be higher in Sierra Canyon, and Sierra Canyon is only like fifth or sixth in California. So, <laughs> right. You know that, and, and Sierra Canyon got another big game this upcoming week. Chosen Ones Invitational. As you listen to this podcast, we're shooting on Tuesday the third, but they'll be playing uh, Wheeler with Isaiah Collier here in it, you, Galen Center. Uh, I think St. Vincent St. Mary's coming out again with our coach. You know, our guy Drew Joyce has been an, uh, Drew Joyce the second, who's been a um, a guest on our podcast. Obviously, his son has been a guest on our podcast about a month ago. He had some great insight, but yeah, they they got to pick it up. You know, teams is it's hard. It's hard. I, I think that's the key going into two twenty three. It's just hard to win yeah, every yeah. game with all these events, tournaments, travel. We'll talk a little bit about it later. Just like even the crazy travel. I hope everybody had a good holiday experience because some people didn't. On I mean, the, the these airlines, they're tripping. <laughs> they, they, these airlines are tripping. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. The airlines are tripping, you know. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, I mean, you hear all these nightmares, and, and there are some true nightmares involved in, in high school basketball, and we'll, we'll get to that later. But I think we, we'd be remiss not to start off our, our show in the new year. Again, a lot of things have happened, but we got to talk about DeMar Hamlin, the defensive mm-hmm. back from the Buffalo Bills, who on Monday Night Football, kind of in a shocking manner, he makes a tackle. He gets up and he collapses, and then right away people are like, "Well, what's going on?" But Ani, could you tell right away it wasn't football, like it wasn't a football play, or did you, when you saw the replay? I don't know if you're watching the game that what had happened, or did you just think it was like, "Man, this is crazy, it could happen in football," or did you realize it's, this is not a football issue? At first, I thought it was when he was down, you know, because I yeah. I was actually just had the game on, and then after a while, I was like, "Oh." Like when you saw (laughs) the people coming in, you're like, no, this isn't football. This is, this is for real. And then when it was like five minutes, 10 minutes, and then they're just staying there. It's like, no, this dude's fighting for his life right now. Yeah. Uh, That was, it. it, I mean, I never seen that in a football game. Uh, Just, you know, you hear about like players collapse. You hear about in, in, you see how that goes sometimes at the end. So it was a scary moment. I just thought it was a football. I thought it was just football. Something happened. But then, you know, when you saw Pemez come in, they're trying to revive him. That's when it was like, okay, this isn't, this is yeah. more than that. Yeah. Uh, I kind of saw when I saw the play, I kind of knew it wasn't football right away when, because he got up and then he collapsed. You know, he kind of got up, sprung up from the tackle or the hit. And then it's like something happened and you kind of, Again, you don't want to speculate. None of us are doctors, but it's like this seems kind of like cardiovascular or some kind of heart issue. That's what I mean. That's what you're mm-hmm. normally going to think, and that's what it was. And then it comes out later that he had a, you know, he had a heart condition and and he had a cardiac arrest, basically. Yeah. Um. The you could tell by the players their reaction that it was super serious. And then there was some question of like, is the game going to continue? Is this too, you know, too serious? And then people kind of gave the sentiment that, like, no, this game shouldn't continue. Right. And, and it didn't. And then everybody went to the hospital to, to check him out. But, yeah, you know, just a little more background Demar. He was a all-ACC selection at Pitt. He's from Pitt, Pittsburgh itself. He went to Central Catholic High School, which is a well-known high school for producing football players. You know, um, you know other than that, he's a good young player. He's very young, and it's now he's fighting for his life. Um I mean, what just doesn't make you think of just uh, does it make you think of just like how things can change real quickly? Does it make you think of football as a, a dangerous sport and stuff can happen? Does it make you think of maybe there's 
a lot of us have underlying conditions that we've never gotten checked. You think he's right. healthy? He's a young man. You know what? What? What is your your initial reaction to that? My initial reaction was like, just thank God that I was able to play basketball, <laughs> and and none of that happened. You know, because sure. um, you just you just never know, like those underlying yeah. like health conditions and heart. You know, we we see that like, oh no, no one knew that he had enlarged heart or this, that, and the third, yeah. and the sure. the guy passed. So it's just it's just scary, you know. Just yeah. you know, when when life like that hits, it, it just scares. Like, man, you know, these guys are playing, and you just never know. <laughs> you, yeah. you just never know. Like we talked about, you know, we heard about in the summer, uh, you know, with Vince, uh, USC. Yeah. Uh, this Correct. is multiple, you know, multiple occasions. Uh, hang gathers. Uh, Yes. Uh, you know, we, I mean, we go way back, but it just guys that we just didn't know what happened and it just happens. So it was just yeah. it was scary how like your know, sports is supposed to kind of take people away from life <laughs> for that time. For time, a time span. Yeah. Yeah. But when it happens in sports, you're like, can't escape life. No. Yeah. It's, it's real life. And it's, it sounds like, you know, what I thought too was, uh, you know, how long does it take them to get to the paramedic? And then it seems like they did a really good job. I know the, the bills and, and his family were kind of very thankful that, uh, you know, the medical personnel got to him and what they were able to do. And he was an intensive care unit at the university of Cincinnati medical center. He remains there. Um, you know, this is obviously a challenging time for his family, but they they want to acknowledge again, I'm just re reading this. It says, we want to acknowledge the dedicated first responders, responders and healthcare professionals at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center who provided exceptional care to Demar. We see, we feel so blessed to be part of the Buffalo Bills organization and and, and to have their support. So his family said, so you know, those nice words. They they were, you know, they 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 everybody just wanted. It seemed like players were just like, uh, I just want to hug my teammate or like right. even some. Some mothers and family members that were there were like, I, I just want to get on the field and talk to my son and hug him. That That's, like you said, it's bigger than football. And the two things I thought about were, one, and this is, you know, as we, people listen to this podcast, we talk about high school, mostly talk about high school basketball, but what we do talk about a lot of things is if you have an event, make sure there's a qualified medical person there. That Please. makes a huge difference. Like, please do that. Spend the extra money. I, I know I know. maybe maybe there's different rules in different states and different cities. Like, But I know it's like a, not a national mandate that there's a qualified medical personnel there. We call them trainers, but they're supposed to be qualified in CPR and other things. And obviously, the main thing you got to do, it's like any accident or when your parents get older or things like that, you got to call 911. I mean, that's what everybody's going to do. But right. Still, if, if those few minutes where somebody's there that kind of knows what they're doing make could make a huge difference. You know, so that that that's no, ab absolutely no, yeah. ab absolutely. I think every event, you know, yeah. like you said, football, basketball, because you've gone to events, uh, <laughs> Ronnie, where yeah. like, where's the trainer? Where's and then yeah. you're like, well, I went to an event this 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 holiday tournament season, and this kid jacked up his ankle and the trainer was reading a book wasn't even paying oh, attention God. and you know me Ani, i'll be like trainer trainer <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i do that dude like at every even if it's not my event because that's just what i you know right. i just respond to that i've been to so many events when i go to an event now i'm not as bad as our guy dinos but i start looking around like at the exits and who are the trainers i i know all that because it's just a natural thing to do when you're running events right. what's safe 
what's not, is the chairs too close to the court, all that stuff. You know, so the trainer was just wasn't paying attention. You know, nothing against the trainer. The trainer might have been might have known what they're doing, but they were doing their homework or reading a book. And it's like, you guys don't see this kid like hurt. You know, it just right. it caught my eye. This was before uh, Hamlin. It caught my eye real fast. And it's just not good. I see that a lot. I, I see sometimes I see the trainers not being attentive. So so everybody, please have a medical personnel that you pay. Just pay the extra money. We know you want the door money, but pay the extra money to have <laughs> the medical personnel and then make sure they're paying attention, you know? So I, I think that's one. And then two, you did mention it. Hank Gathers, that's what I thought about because there was a, a football player uh, a few months before Hank Gathers. His name was Kevin Copeland. LA people would know this. He played at LA Dorsey. He was an NFL type talent, people thought. He was so popular. He was like a class leader at his school, and he was a senior. And this was in October of 1989, and they had a game at San Pedro High School, Dorsey did, and he collapsed, and he passed. He went to, the, I think, the nearest Harbor Medical Center at the time, whatever. Again, this is over 30 years ago. And you heard about it, and I think he'd passed either on the way to the, to the medical facility or, like, you know, it wasn't much long right. after. There was no social media, but he was a big name. And, uh, you know, it was so crazy because people had heard what happened and the news spread what happened. So what happened was people were confused. They didn't know, like, is he at the hospital? You know, this is 1989. So right. all the parents and all the people that support the program, because this was a good program with good sports and a good support team. They all went to the school for the bus to get back to the school, right? Because everybody's waiting to see their kid. You know, you can imagine oh, being wow. a parent. You're like, well, a player died. I, what's your first action? Either you're going to go up to San Pedro or you're going to wait for the bus. So you're probably going to wait for the bus because the bus is going to leave. The game was over after that. Right. So it was so crazy. When he got back to the school, people found out it said Kevin had died. Dude, like four or five more girls passed out because they were shocked. And they went to the hospital like, you know, they nothing was they they passed out and and fell out, you know, just like we call it falling. They just fell out. They were fainted or whatever. And so it was a crazy story because now the medical personnel had to go up to the school wow. because the bus was like all the kids were just in shock. So that's the thing I thought about because he was, you know, a well-known football player and, and he had cardiac arrest. And then he didn't know it, but like he had the same issue. His father it was Ron Copeland who played for the Chicago Bears mm -hmm. and his father died at a young age from 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 heart disease. So he had a problem, you know, again, we don't know what's going to happen with, um, you know, Tomorrow Hamlin, but uh, maybe more information will come out. But hopefully he lives a good life and right. a long life. Like you said, like you said earlier, you're just happy that you played ball and nothing happened. And, I, you know, you just wonder, like, if him or Hank gathers, just stop playing sports, would they be okay? So in Hank's story, yeah. it was crazy because that was a few months later after Kevin. That was a few months later. So that's October 89 to March 90. It was at the WCC tournament here in LA. And in the news that evening, I think I talked about it on an old pod before, like Hank and Bo Kimball, who were from Philly, had um, interned at ktla channel 5 so the news anchor at ktl channel 5 was crying on air like it was such a because there was video of it it was video of him collapsing it was such a like heartbreaking moment like it was surreal you know i remember seeing it and i was like who else is gonna pass like it was so scary you know yeah. 
because of what just what happened to Kevin and then what happened to Hank. And then a week later at the state final, Lisa Leslie was playing. She was at Morningside High. She was like the best player in the country. And I think she was tired. She was probably fatigued. Maybe she needed an IV and water. You know, you're doing interviews, you're running around, right. you're, you know, she played and she was a little sick. And you know how it is sometimes when you're in high school, Ana, you don't eat right or you're like yeah. all excited. And I think she passed out or like fainted or was like really fatigued and she fell out in the hall. And everybody's like, Lisa Leslie, pass out. So you know what people were thinking, like. Right, like, here we go again. Here we go again, you know, because of what, just, I mean, the Hank thing had just happened. So people were freaked out and. Luckily, uh, you know, she was just fatigued and sick and, and needed probably an IV, you know? Right, and right. Obviously, Lisa went on to SC in the WNBA. She's fine. But that it's just scary, you know? So I don't know if this is what's going to change. I just know that people think, like, and it's happened before, like, there's a lot of mothers out there that are not in having their want their sons playing football like they did 30 years ago. I, I You just right. know it. You know, I it is what it is. I don't know. Football's just at, at there. I mean, I'm glad they didn't continue the game. Man, that would have been a PR nightmare, you know. Right, um, and as a player, there would have been no way you could, how yeah. I could I couldn't have been able to play that game. Yeah. And then, right, the two teams were kind of in playoff contention, mm -hmm. and so what's going to happen with that result? You know, that, that's going to be interesting to see if they do resume the game from that play forward, or do they replay the game? They probably won't replay the game, or do they just let whatever team's winning move on with that victory? I, I you know, or do you make it a tie? Yeah, yeah, I don't know what. We'll see what the NFL does because obviously uh, the young man's not going to be playing football and, and hopefully right. recovers and has a, you know, normal life. And with Hank, you know, Hank was a warrior type player, an inside player, mm -hmm. rebounder, strong guy. And, and he was a scorer, but his thing was he was taking medicine. He knew about his condition. But the medicine was making him droggy. So he was like, you know what a young man's thinking? Well, there goes my draft status. Because him and Bo were going to get drafted. Right. It's like, there goes my draft status. I, I can't play like this, coach. I need to cut back on my dosage. You know what I mean? So he started cutting back on his dosage of whatever medicine he was taking in that. Because it was making him too groggy. He couldn't play. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it was just a surreal moment. And yesterday or when that, that, that Monday night football game. That was surreal as well. I mean, you just don't want to see anything like that, you know, uh, no. at all. No. It, 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 it just wakes you up. And, and there's been a lot of things going on, Ani. Uh, as we get older, obviously, you're younger than me. You know, uh, Barbara Walters passed, mm -hmm. a great, iconic, you know, news anchor for ABC in 2020 and all that. Uh, there's been some other people. Pele's passed. Yeah. You know, what do you think of, you well, know, obviously – when we were on uh, the last in the paint show, uh, Messi won the World Cup. That was pretty awesome, you know. Mm -hmm. He's like the most famous athlete in the world right now. He's definitely the most famous athlete on Instagram. Like, <laughs> right. All those Instagram models, like, dude, you're not even close to this guy. Like, you know, this no. guy. He sends out one tweet and like 500 million people like it. You know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, ridiculous. You know, but oh you know, no, that's wild. Like he's so popular, and and I did you. I noticed a lot of people were like, wow, this World Cup is awesome. You know, because they're basketball fans or football. Right. Did you notice any of your friends saying like that? I mean, like, man, this is awesome. Yeah, I had, I had basketball people talking about they're watching the World Cup finals and everything. Yeah. And I, I'm laughing because yeah. I watch the World Cup every yeah. year. Now, I'm not saying I'm the biggest yeah. soccer fan. I mean, I played soccer growing up till I was like 15. But 
uh, it's just funny. Like I, like I had my friends talking about they're watching the soccer, they're watching the World Cup. They're telling me the standings and who's leading in what division. I'm like, I, like, yeah, I ain't never watched soccer a day in your life. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's exciting, bro. If you do like the World Cup finals, exciting. Doesn't matter which countries. And obviously, me and you like to see, you know. Uh, Mexico, Nigeria. Yes, absolutely. Well, <laughs> and then USA gets bounced all the time. We're like, okay, how how much more interesting is this? But the finals always interesting. Was a great game, and uh, you know, but in on top of that, then 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 you hear Pele dies. You know, and it's like yeah. he's kind of the first icon of the sport. Uh, probably the most famous athlete ever. Him, him, and Muhammad Ali. Um, Pele is probably up there just because soccer is probably you know, a worldwide sport and boxing is too. Obviously Ali fought in so many countries, but those two, I, I really can't honestly, you know, Ani, I, I think Ali passed in 15 or 16. I'm still not processing it. Like, like that. I just guess. Cause he's so, he's so well-known he's on video. Right. He's everywhere. His image is there. I watched everything he ever did. It's like, he never left. You know, I know that's a weird way to look at it, but when it's compared to a basketball player, like when, you know, obviously, when Kobe passed, like, yeah, I that's like what I was gone. You know, yeah. I, mean? I don't feel like that with Ali. I don't know why it's because maybe I'm attached to his whole career and like love to watch his boxing matches. We'll still watch him, but you know, Pele is like, man, he's got like an icon that will live forever. You think he's gonna live forever, like, yeah, no, you do, you do. Like, when I know they said Pele was in the hospital and he was sick, yeah, and obviously, like, as a me growing up playing, that's what my parents would talk about. They say, You're like Pele, like be like Pele. So, yeah. uh, hearing he passed, and, and Ali was the same way. Those are guys that you just always thought was going to be around, like, because right. even when you talk about them, like, even when you talk about Ali, it's like you hear people talk about him, like, in a present. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's still like, even for me, even Kobe, they, like, Kobe passes, like, I still, it still hasn't all processed to me. Gotcha. Those, some of it like there's some guys that's like they can never die because yeah. <laughs> you know you know it, yeah. they can it just they're here <laughs> yeah. because they made that much of an impact yeah i understand what you're saying for me kobe's a younger guy in other words he's one year younger than me mm-hmm. in terms of his class so it's shocking to me that he's younger man he's still a young man because i don't you know look at him as an older guy right whereas you might look he at him like 40 he was like 40 41 wasn't yeah. he 39, 40, 40, you know, a little bit younger than me. So it's like, wow, he's not here. And then you see his kids getting bigger. Yeah. That's where I kind of notice it, you know, and then that makes sense. Yeah. 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 But it's like, man, Pele is like just the icon. So, so many people, and that's part of life. Like you said, again, uh, Barbara Walters was 93, Pele was old. So that, that, that's normal. But this young man with the bills is just, you know, a shocking thing. And, and, you know, uh, turning the page, uh, obviously, we could keep going on about that, but some uplifting news, or I guess some of you, you're not if you're a Chicago Bulls fan, but some <laughs> uplifting news, news is, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell became one of the rare players to score 70 points. I think he went for 71 points in a close win over the Bulls. You know, uh, just kind of what do you think of that, uh, Ani? And, like, you know, is it kind of like this offensive juggernauts that we're having with Luka? <laughs> right, and him and the Joker a little bit, and the MVP talks. Like, where does Donovan Mitchell fit in all this? I mean, Cleveland's been having a pretty good season, so um, I think he's there. I don't, I don't think he's tier one. I still think like Giannis, Joker, 
yeah. Luca. They're like your tier one guys. Uh, Tatum, you know, because yeah. boss Boston's been having such a great season. They, but I think Mitchell's in the mix. I think he's a tier two guy. Like I think he yeah. should get MVP votes. Like yeah. you'll you'll see him some votes. But I mean that performance was crazy. I mean he. Yeah. I mean, he shot it efficiently. And then not just a 71. He had a 71-point double-double. <laughs> like, yeah, he, had, yeah. he had, like, 11 or 12 assists. And uh, it's just crazy. You see Luca having a 60-point triple-double. It's like, uh, you know, Ronnie, I think uh, Jeremy Grant had 39. And no one talks about that. Like Jeremy Grant. <laughs> at the, he had 39. But, you know, like, if you talk about 10 years ago, if someone had 39, then yeah. – But his 39 is, like – another day just another day at the office yeah like it's just crazy how the game has gone where we're just seeing 40 50 point triple doubles 40 50 point games 60 70 point games like i can only imagine next week we're going to hear about someone getting 52 or something like it just yeah it is is wild like someone getting 30 points is becoming i wouldn't say normal but becoming more normal like we're not excited when luca gets 30 points no, I'm not excited when LeBron gets thirty points. Yeah, and he's <laughs> you know his age. It's he's thirty-eight. Amazing. Yeah, and it's like Luca. What he? It's crazy because Donovan scored the seventy-one points, and they won in overtime over the right. Bulls. And um, you know that was one forty-five, one thirty-four, and and the Bulls are trying to turn the corner, but they're not playing good deep. And the, like you said, the Cavs are having a great season for right. where they're at. You know, a young team. And they brought in Donovan and, and the trade, and only seven players have scored 70. So it's Wild, obviously, who did it, you know, six times or whatever. <laughs> right, right. Whatever the hell he wanted. Elgin <laughs> Baylor and uh, David Thompson, mm-hmm. who did it on the last day. David Robinson, who also did it, I think, on one of the against the Clippers on one. Yes, to, the Clippers, yeah. To, um, you know, the scoring title. Kobe Bryant, who obviously had his iconic 81 point game against Toronto. And now Booker. But even with that, what Luca did on the you know the 60, 20, 10 is more rare. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. That's crazy. You know what Luca did is 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 more rare. So it's like, like you said, what is going to be next? You know. I, I mean, I'll say this: the way things are going, someone's going to get close to a hundred, and wow. maybe not this year, but I. It's not like the game is going to slow down, Ronnie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, let me ask you this. There's great defenders. We know there's great players. Um, are the players, like, just that talented and uh, that athletic? Or do you think it's more like, wink, wink, Ani, I'm making $100 million, You're making $100 million. <laughs> Let's not – I'm not going to knock you on your butt every day. Like, we're we're all making a good living. We're all, this is a great product. The fans like the scoring. Let's keep it going. Is it, well, you know, where do you see that? Or do you just see that the game is advanced and these players are that good? Or um, I is mean, it more like, a, hey, we're going to pick it up in the playoffs and play better deep? I, I think in the playoffs, you'll see, you, yeah. you think about it last year, you saw more teams scoring 90 points, yeah. like in the low hundreds. Yeah. Um, I just think regular season is more switching lineups up, checking in. Like, you know, there's, I don't know which team is really just playing to get ready for the playoffs right now. Like, there's nobody. Obviously, the playoffs have some ways away, but like, there's only a few teams I feel that are actually playing every night. You know, yeah, uh, even the top. Night. Yeah, even the top teams. They they'll you'll see Giannis, Middleton, and Brook Lopez out. <laughs> you know, 
a night. But I think the players are more talented. But we also have to remember, like, let's say there was hand checking. Yeah. You know, I, obviously we wouldn't see all the all the stuff, that all the performances we see. But I just think guys is getting ready for the playoffs and the teams that are tanking. Uh, they're strategic on how they tank. You know, they'll correct. They'll, they'll just. Now they're not, they'll just rest a couple guys or, you know, like just the way they're resting guys to minutes. So they say, oh, well, you can't rest like you hear Charlotte, who's 10 and 28. You can't rest LaMelo. Um, Correct. Uh, they got a business to run, but it's like they're trying not well, trying to tank out right and stuff like that. Yeah, but we'll play LaMelo 20 minutes instead of 35. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, so that you're seeing more strategic tanking. You're seeing teams that are comfortable that they're going to get in the playoffs, you know, be at like 500, a little above 500, just because they know they can turn it on. Um, right. So I just think it's more so got teams no wonder want, trying to figure out their personnel. Yeah. And uh, the teams that are tanking just being more strategic because you got Victor and Scoot and yeah. Thompson, you know, you got, you got guys that you're trying to get some, some, some upgrading talent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I see what you're saying. And it makes sense. You know, you're not trying to, you're trying to protect your product. Like I said, and, and, you know, it's an exciting product. I don't know if it's the best product, but it's still exciting. Right. And the fans like it. So I don't think it's going to change. Like you said, we're going to see some big outbursts, you know, uh 60-point game maybe here. We might see a couple 50-point games or uh maybe a big early-round playoff game or something like that. Yeah, I, right. I can see that. Or maybe some guy like KD or somebody just goes nuts and scores 80. <laughs> right, you know, right. You know, who, who's capable? Donovan Mitchell's obviously capable. Obviously, we know KD's capable. And like you said, uh, you know, the Cavs are only two and a half games back of Boston right now. They're 24 and 14, and uh, they're playing pretty good. They're 17 and four at home. Uh, Brooklyn, we got to talk about Brooklyn real quick before we switch to the high school uh, market. 12 game winning streak right now. They're one game behind Boston, and we know Boston's doing good. We knew Boston was going to do good this year. We talked about it many times on this pod. Uh, Ani, what what do you what's your take on Brooklyn? It's it's just kind of like what the thing with Kyrie was overblown. The man can play basketball. Yeah, we know they could turn it around. They have is he who gets the credit? The players, Jock Vaughn, is it collectively? It seems like what Jock Vaughn is doing is good. They just needed a change of at the top. Uh, but obviously the players were talented. That wasn't a question. Yeah, right. I think it's collective. I think you got a coach in Jock Vaughn that they that the guys have bought into. Sure. Uh, Jock has uh, helped them on the defensive. They, they, defensively, they're way better <laughs> than, than before. Like, they were so bad defensively. And had no reason. Like you talked about, they were so talented. They had no reason to be as bad as they were defensively. They were. Uh, but I just think the buy-in from Jock Vaughn, you now got Kyrie. Kyrie looks like he's just freely hooping again. And uh, KD is kind of – he's becoming KD. And you're getting better performances from Claxton and more consistent performances from Simmons. So it's a collective effort. I just think – Unfortunately, Steve Nash just wasn't a good fit. And yeah. uh, once you have a coach that is going to let you do that, that you feel believes in you and and you're bought into, I mean, a lot of things happen. Yeah. You know, they're, they're a team that we didn't think was going to make the playoffs. And now, you know, they were at one point second in the Eastern Conference. So. <laughs> yeah, I know, because we, we talked about that. I remember our, our girl Chelsea was kind of like, oh, Jock Vaughn, he's eccentric. What is he? You know, when they when the hire happened, but I kind of figured out he's a respected guy in locker rooms. You know, I I, I didn't you know know they would turn on like this, but I knew they were turning around. Every team just needs a jolt, like you said. Right. Could be a trade, could be a change in the lineup, cut somebody, send somebody to the G League. 
uh, you know, those kind of things sometimes uh, spark teams. You know, it's just that simple because they're all pros. They all can play. We right. know that. So it, I'm, I'm happy to see it. There's a lot of parity. Like you said, a few games out. Teams are only, a, you know, go on a five-game, seven-game winning streak. You're right in it. And that's what happened to Jersey. You know, they're, the Nets are on, or I should say Brooklyn. I'm saying Jersey. <laughs> Nets, you know, they're on a 12-game winning streak. I still think they're in Jersey, bro. I, I'm, I, I I'm sometimes say Nets. New Jersey Nets. That, that's me. I still – I, I have to correct myself, myself by yeah. saying Brooklyn a lot. So they Yeah, you know, I, I like the Michael Corrin and Michael Ray Richardson teams and, and of course, the doctor, you know. It's like I still mm-hmm. say Nets. And and draws in and Kenny Anderson and and Derek Coleman. Those are some fun teams. See but that yeah, was that was them. before me yeah. like watching them. I was J Kid, Kenyon Martin, Richard Jefferson. Yeah, uh, yeah, like that. That was that was me. Uh, they had the one big yeah, McCullough, Todd McCullough, Todd yeah. McCullough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were good, bro. Jason Kidd was so good. I mean, oh man, he was, he was like at the top of his game and. I just remember the most thing I remember about them is Shaq, you know, Shaq and his voice, the real MVP, Jason Kidd, you know, like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they get Tim Duncan that year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Taking a shot at Tim Duncan because of the rivalry with the Spurs. But, yeah, you know, the Nets, uh, hey, we'll see how they do. Obviously, they probably meet Boston at some point. You assume unless some other team in the East like Cleveland or or the Bucks again. Uh, let's talk about the MVP real quick, then we'll jump to high school. Okay. If people just – like, obviously, the Joker's been doing some crazy things. He may win the third straight. Donovan, you just talked about. But, like, is people just now taking Giannis for granted? Like, you know he's going to turn on the pass. He's going to have some monster games. Maybe the Bucks won't win it. But, like, this guy is just – is he that good? Or is it just taking advantage? Or some other guys just stepping up and playing that good, too? I think Jokic is that good. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I I think the MVP race, honestly, and I'm, I'm a Mavs fan. I mean, is Jokic or Giannis. Yeah. And I think we do take Giannis for advantage because the way he gets it, though. Like, yeah. I hear people say, well, he just bullies his way and scores, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. it's like, oh. but you can't stop it. Like, that's what makes special. Yeah. You can't just bully dudes in the league and score yeah. and get triple doubles and 40-point games. Like, he does it, and you can't stop it. No. And uh, I think we take him for granted for how good you have to be to do that. Like how much of a freak you have to be like the Greek, like how much of a freak he is. And I just think Jokic is really that good too. Like yeah, I, I think you, you just flip a coin and whichever one you got, if you pick whichever one's the MVP, I, I, I wouldn't trip either way. Yeah. It's a great thing to talk about because like you said, back in the days, the MVP was kind of like, you knew certain players were going to win it that year. Like Magic had his run. Then the, after Magic had his run, Jordan had just as good a seasons. He could have won a couple of those. Then it went to Jordan. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it was more like predictable. Now it's like it's open. You you know, and and you see, uh, you know, we got work to do in the American game because you see Yannick, uh, the Greek freak, and you see Jokic, yeah. and you see Luca. Those guys didn't play in our american system you know so right and they might be the best three best players i mean or they're having the three best seasons so very interesting but i do like the parody speaking of parody uh switching gears to the high school game there's a lot of parody in the high school game uh Absolutely. you know and that's a good thing i, I kind of mentioned it on the uh check out ballslive.com to check out the new rankings uh drop the new fat 50 we have a lot of stories we got we're gonna have more uh, content on the website so you you had a recap of the whataburger Mm-hmm. I had a recap of Damien and and 
down at uh, the Classic of Damien and down at Torrey Pines where St. John's of Washington, D.C. won. And now St. John's, you know, obviously still undefeated. And now they're up to number eight in the Fab 50. But before we jump deep into that, like, you know, do you think, like we say about the NBA, like, do you like the fact that, like, a Montverde's not dominating? There are, and there's a lot of teams that think they have a chance to win, especially with Duncanville losing their first game. Or do you, like, do you think that's good for the game? Or do you, do you like to see a dominant team with like three, four pros? I like seeing parody. I like seeing, yeah. I like seeing yeah. how it is right now. This is fun. Uh, yeah. You go in. This is the one of the first years where you go into a game and you yeah. just don't know <laughs> who's going who's go, who's gonna to win. I mean, Duncanville was hot and who would have thought West Lynn would have beaten them. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Westland's a really good team. Yeah. Oh, right. Everybody goes, Oh, Westland. They go crazy. Every Westland should be number one. And all, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> because they're supporting their guys. You know, like you said, it's a regional game. Mm. You want to see teams from various regions do well. We talked about it on the Fab 50 preseason show. And, and, and Westland was on my regional bubble that they were there. They, they could have been right. in the West. You know, they, they were in the West region ranking. They could have been at the bottom of the Fab 50. We kind of mentioned that. And teams 40 to 50 could have been. A, di- a bunch of different teams, and and they, those are one of the teams that could have been. I see Jackson Stalstad going to Oregon, playing great ball. I mean, that guy is playing great ball. Hopefully, he gets rewarded for that at the end of the season. He'll get rewarded by us, like all American stuff. But hopefully, he makes all the accolades he wants. Again, for Duncanville, kudos to them because they go to you know they went to the Bahamas, they've been to Hoopal West, they've been to uh, Utah, Utah. They've been to Arkansas, wherever they go. And then to win in Oregon, you know, to beat Gorman, Bishop Gorman. Uh, then maybe and or Sierra Canyon they had to beat. They obviously beat uh, Gorman. And then, then they lose. Like, you know, they, they have the one bad loss, but their season's not at all like, oh, a disappointment or nothing. Like, they, those no. guys have a lot of wins. No, absolutely. They do. I mean, they, they had a rigorous schedule. They probably have one of the toughest. 16 game schedules you can ask for. I mean, none, none of it. I mean, San Antonio Brandon was the one like non, you know, highlight team because they're young, yeah. but that was a good game still, sure. you know, for, yeah. for three and a half quarters. So, I mean, just kudos to them just the season they're having. And I just, I'm just been enjoying watching high school basketball. I mean, you see the NIBC, like teams are losing, you know, people talking about upsets. And I just don't think there's upsets this year, to be honest with you. Big upsets. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't really consider an up, obviously a, a complete non-ranked team. You know, I know yeah. we got Paul the Six number one. If they beat Paul, that's an upset, right? But like Correct. Paul the Six lose to a team that's thirty-five in the country. Like I, it, there's just not as much of a difference to me as to, as years pass, and I and I really do love that. Yeah, that's great. You know, I I I kind of totally get your sentiment. Obviously. The top teams, obviously, if I'm putting rankings, I want, I mean, I want the hired ranked team to win to show that I know what I'm doing, but they don't like, and be over the time, most of the years, over the years, the higher team does win, but that's from the results that come in, not necessarily because I, I have some crystal ball, like just knowing the teams and, okay, this team's stronger, this region's stronger. That's where it comes in. You got to know which regions are strong. Right. Which, where the hot players are in terms of like, hey, this re- region has a lot of good players for this class or this 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 area is down. You know, like right now, California, let's just say, they have a lot of good teams. Right now we got, uh, you know, uh, obviously Centennial. Centennial's taking some losses, but they're 
14. Harvard West, they lost to Liberty in the classic Damian final. They're 21. They're still in front of Liberty. Bishop Montgomery's undefeated. They're 29 this week. They play Harvard Westlake this Saturday. And then you got Modern Day who got in there. Modern Day beat uh, Faith Family at the buzzer in a crazy mm -hmm. game. You know, West Ranch is 32, Modern Day 36, and Sierra Canyon 38. But, like, even though we have those six teams, they're, like, I don't, like you said, I don't think there's a great team. There hasn't shown, maybe that's Bishop Montgomery. One of those is not great. They're very right. good, but they're not great. So maybe there's not a great great team. I think the, the team that has a chance to be great and at the end of the season, like, wow, would be number one Paul the Six. That's why right. I left them there. Uh, even though they do have the one loss, is the reasoning is uh, they have the loss to Columbus, but they got to beat, you know, St. John's coming up in mm -hmm. league. They got to beat Gonzaga in league. That's eight and number nine. They do have some good wins. They beat Wheeler. Uh, they beat Lake Highlands. So, you know, they, they do have some good wins. And, yes, they did lose to Columbus, but Columbus is a good team. Yeah. And there's some other teams that Imatep ended up winning that event, which was the City of Palms. But uh, they later lost to Long Island Lutheran in New York. So even though they lost to Long Island Lutheran, they're number five because they still have that quality city of palms title but right now we're at the point where every team can't be below the team that uh they they lost they to. lost to right yeah you know like duncanville doesn't be, be deserve to be behind westland they just don't now people can argue say oh westland should be way high and and like duncanville scheduled mm -hmm. to try to be number one we know that we know pv and his group and obviously the assistant coaches took an over for the season but like duncanville they beat columbus they beat centennial they beat Lake Highlands, just uh, you know, and, and they they've have some good wins. They beat Roselle Catholic, so like like you said, that's just not going to automatically drop them behind West Lynn. No, you know? no. Um, so it, you know, it's a very topsy turvy season. Like you said, the parody is good. It's about what's coming up next, and it looks like uh, you know these teams. Like if you look at Camden, who I put up to number two. Now some people say Camden not that good. Well. They're going to have a chance to prove it. Right, right. Uh, as you guys watch this pod, 148, they're going to be playing Columbus, right? Mm -hmm. So if they beat Columbus, that obviously naturally they have that edge over Paul the Six because they lost to Columbus. Then they'll have to come back to the event at Roselle and beat uh, Don Bosco, who's led by uh, a great guard. Uh, Dylan Harper. Yeah, Dylan Harper versus D DJ. That's going to be a so they got to win those two games just this week, you know? And then they're going to go to Hoop Hall, and they got to win the games there. You know, so that it, it, it's about what's coming up. You know, what do you think about that, Ani? Obviously, what, what's happened makes a difference. But then they got to go beat Gorman, and they got to be, go beat Corona Centennial at Hoop Hall. And then they're going to play Imatep later in the season, too. And like we said, Imatep is up to number, number five. So do, do you think – uh, are you more of like, hey, Ronnie, this is what happened, or like, do you do you think like, okay, I see why this team is there because they got to beat so X, Y, and Z coming up? Yeah, I, I the latter when you talk about they had to beat X, uh, X, Y, and Z coming up because I think strength of schedule going forward yeah. is going to be a t is going to show yeah. do they move up or do they keep their ranking right? Yeah. Like a team that doesn't have a strong schedule coming up and you have them let's say number one <laughs> right well right. they're never going they're never going to get tested and they keep winning are they really number one number so a team like especially at this year's this year at the you know with all the games and the wins and the losses that are going on number one has to be a team that 
only has probably one loss, <laughs> right? And has a tough schedule with multiple Fab 50 uh, type teams coming up. So right. they can sh- show that they deserve to be uh, in that at that ranking. So I think you have to go that way, especially with how everything's going on this year. Yeah, because it would have been interesting if Duncanville beats West Lynn, they're sitting at 16 and 0 or whatnot. Maybe that's it. They want beat enough and they're not going to be in the playoffs. What does that do for their season? You know, obviously right. that didn't happen, but I would have had to make that decision. And, and maybe they should have been number one. I never had them number one, though. Right. No, not yet, because again, they might be as good as last year. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. I, I I haven't seen both teams. I think that maybe last year's team was slightly better. I think last year's team was better. Yeah, correct. So that's why I didn't. I'm going again. That's where you know how teams are good over years, years, and they were building to last year, and they went and they only lost the the, the game to Richardson, and they were able to come back and win the playoffs. This year, I just think they're almost as good. Ron Holland was gonna. Ron Holland's gonna give them a lot of chances to win a lot of games, obviously, and he yeah. did. I mean, he dominated the game against Centennial. He dominated a few other games. But maybe they're just a, a a player short, or maybe not as good at a certain position, just quite not as good. And that's why I had them six. And they don't fall; they don't deserve to fall too far after losing to West Lynn. you know. Right. So I just run down the top ten real quick. Uh, Camden, like I said, two Montverde stays, uh, three Arizona Compass Prep, which has lost already, so the, it'll be reflected next week is four. I'm a tab, and then we got the next undefeated teams: Link at six, who's having a you know eleven and 0, fourteen and 0, having a great year. Our guy, uh, Elliot Cadeau, just committed to North Carolina. John Marshall, who people don't talk about from Richmond. They, yeah. you know, they won the Chick-fil-A. They're really good with, with Dennis Parker. I, I want to give them a little more shot. I, hopefully, maybe we can get them on the pod later on before the season ends. Because, like I said, they were going to have a great team two years ago. And then the COVID hit and, and right. the Richmond schools didn't play. You know, and, and they had a chance to have a really highly ranked Fat 50 team in, in 220-221. So, I think they have a lot of it. Incentive because some of those guys were sophomores on that team, you know. So they they're a really good team. So they come in and at set at 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 uh, number seven. Then we talked about St. John's. I was I saw them this this past holiday season in Torrey Pines in beautiful San Diego. Again, they're in the same league as Paul. They're twelve and zero. Gonzaga in the same league. WCAC as those three, nine and zero. Uh, eleven at number nine. So they're at ranked number nine and eleven and zero. And then Duncanville. And then after Duncanville, those middle teams have a bunch of losses like Columbus, Sunrise, Wheeler has four losses, right. Centennial. They've all beaten up on each other, so to speak. Then a little bit lower, you got Ben Davis undefeated in Indiana. If they go undefeated in Indiana, they'll climb pretty high. They're 18. And then Westland comes in at 19. You know, what you know, uh what is anything surprised you over the last couple of weeks? Or or obviously teams are beating up each other. That's not a surprise, but does anything surprise you, whether it's a player or a team that's how well they're doing? Oh, uh, man. You know, I've got to watch uh, Shell Stats on yeah. uh, in the summer, and I I knew he was good. I didn't realize he was this good. Exactly. <laughs> he, yeah, he's like, yeah. he's really, really good. Um, sure. He's one that just surprised me. Just okay. because I knew, he, you know, obviously it's like you see why he's yeah. going to Oregon, right? Sure. Then you're like, okay, he's gonna be an impact player. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, obviously we'll we'll give him the superlatives <laughs> that he deserves. But I mean, he's he's one of the best guards in the country. Like, yeah, no doubt about it. And he and he's really he's really showing that this year. Like I watched that Duncanville game. I went back and just watched that game and 
he was he was fantastic and that Sierra Canyon game. So yeah. I, I just I'm just surprised by how good he is. Like I, I just didn't realize he was that good. Yeah. I'm a little surprised, to be honest with you, that say Christ the King and or Cardinal Hayes and Stepanak are not winning more games. Again, maybe they'll pick it up. Uh, you know, I, I you know, I know it's a hard win to win in LA, but Sierra Canyon's a step below than what they were for the last few years. And for Christ the King to lose that game. I just thought they'd play a little better, you know what I mean? And 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 they they bounced back in the game you saw, but you know they, yeah. they got to play better to 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 really move up and get back in the rankings. They're they're not playing too well right now. Yeah, I was surprised. You know, I watching the game against Sierra Canyon, then going and watching with Cardinal Hayes. Obviously, Cardinal Hayes isn't as good as Sierra Canyon, but a good team. Yeah, and watching how CTK was really just moving the basketball, playing together, and I was like, man, this is a completely different team than what I saw on TV. Yeah, you know, it's right. like maybe if they get back on the right track, that you know they can play to their ability. So it's just surprising that they're still taking losses. That you know they're so talented. Yeah, that it just it just to me it's just weird that the, their season's going the way it's going. Yeah, no doubt. I understand what you're saying. And again, they they, they might jump in the back in the rankings. Uh, right now, as of the rankings when they came out a few days ago, they lost to Paul again. Paul has some really good wins, and they lost to Sierra Canyon. So. They're six and two. Again, we had 15 new teams. So check out it out, out, out on ballslife.com. We got about another like 50 on the bubble that are, you know, they're right there that could jump in. Uh, the bottom of the rankings have some undefeated teams. I'll just shout them out. Staley of Kansas City, they're 45. Uh, having a good season. They beat the number two team in their area pretty handily. Briarcrest Christian of Eads, Tennessee, 17 and 0. They're doing well. Olympic of Charlotte. Park Center, who uh, is going to have a big game coming up this week. Park Center, Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. Minnesota basketball is pretty good. It is. And then Lake City from Idaho. They've done really well. They got their big man rolling. They've got some big wins. They also beat Curtis High School, who came out west uh, for the Damien and Zoom Diallo and his team. They mm-hmm. went to the third-place game. They went to the semifinals. Uh, Zoom is really good, and, and, and then Garfield comes in at 50. I was going to obviously put either Curtis or Garfield 50, but the local rankings in Washington have Garfield as number one. So Garfield's undefeated. I go with them for now. But, again, it's not going to be easy to stay there. Uh, But, yeah, Curtis is a good team, and Zoom is really good. Like you said about Jackson, Curtis, Zoom is playing really well. Yes. Obviously, with him and D-Don, those are probably the two best junior point guards in the West. They might be two of the best guards just in the country, period. Um. And, and, and D-Don bounced back from a 2-2 two and two performance. You know, obviously, it's not just D-Don, but Liberty High School. <laughs> right, right. He's not the headliner. Yeah, you know, he's obviously the headliner. And they went 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Coronado won, beat him in the uh, Constellation title game at Tark. Tark was a very competitive bracket won by West Ranch of California. They have a really good uh, team, Boise State bound. Uh, Andrew Meadow was the MVP at the West uh, for West Ranch at the Tark, but then they came back and won uh, the Damien tournament, and, and they did a good job. Beat Harvard Westlake, handed Harvard Westlake their first loss. But uh, Liberty has five losses. Like I said, they lost a couple. They lost to Kell, Georgia, which is a terrific team. Kell uh, only has the one loss that they suffered to uh, West Ranch at at uh, Tarkanian. So they're they're number thirty three, right behind West Ranch, and they're in front of uh, the champ Liberty. Liberty has. Like I said, five losses, but they deserve some credit for winning that Damien tournament, but they still got to be behind Harvard West. It's kind of like you said, the difference between Duncanville and, and West Lynn. Like you can't just 
forget about the five losses, but they, they are <laughs> right, on the right, right track and they are ranked higher than Gorman. And they might repeat as state champions, even though they've lost. We talked about them losing their big guys. Obviously, uh, you know, they lost Jefferson to St. Mary's and they and they lost another wing. They're still doing good. No, no, absolutely. No, you're you're right. You're right about that. Uh, you know, Liberty going nine and five. And Bishop Gorman, they taking a couple of tough losses. I was kind of yeah. saying, like, I was like, man, if the scores are kind of like, you know, Faith family, they lost a close one. Uh, I think they lost somebody else fairly close. Like, they're a team that I'm like, I just thought they could, you know, make 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 some noise. I don't know, just watching them play. Noise, yeah. yeah. Well, they're struggling a little bit. Um, I hear you what you're saying. They lost four times. You know, they lost to Centennial mm-hmm. and Hoopal West. They lost by about 15 or so. They they lost that game by 17 points. Right. Then they lost to West Ranch in the title game at their own tournament, the Tark, and mm-hmm. where they hosted. Then they lost to Duncanville in the semifinals up there at the. Jackson Shellstead show, they <laughs> lost, you know, in the third place game to Sierra Canyon. And like you said, Sierra Canyon hasn't looked caught in every game. I think that's the game you're pointing to that you think that they probably, you thought they might win. I, I thought, thought they could. Win. That's right. That's right. That's why I thought they could, they could have won. I was like, yeah. 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 And I was just like, and but I've been watching them play. Like I'm watching, I'm like, okay, like, I thought they could be. They could just do a little bit more. Yeah, <laughs> that, you know, well, Jace Richardson, their junior guard, has been playing a few games and hasn't. Then playing right. a few games and hasn't. Maybe they don't have the continuity. Obviously, they have a talented team. I do think Liberty deserves to be ranked ahead of them for now for winning that tournament. Absolutely. And again, Gorman didn't win Tark or Gorman didn't win Schwab, so right. they're they're ranked lower. But doesn't mean they you know they're going to meet down the line and uh, you know they have a chance to turn around. But like you said, their team is. Maybe missing one piece, or maybe their guard play hasn't been what it expected. Again, like I said, yeah. Richardson plays some games, doesn't. Ryder this comes in. You know, he 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 has to pick up the slack. Then maybe one game he plays more, and then the other game Richardson plays. It's a continuity thing, you know, and and, and that happens. Right. You know? So hopefully they they turn the corner. Obviously, we want all the teams to do well. Everybody, everybody, it's gonna take some losses. Almost most of these teams have some losses. And, uh, you know, when you look at the tournament you went to, let's talk about some players because we talked about the teams. Right. Uh, you know, I obviously talked about Zoom Diallo. He might be as good as just as good as D. Don Thomas. I was kind of hoping I went. You know, why I went to Tory Pines because when Dion, Zoom Diallo and 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 D. Don Thomas weren't going to meet in the championship game or the third place game. I was like, I'm going to go to Tory Pines. <laughs> I wanted to see those two guys because I saw Carter Bryant. And Carter's is, and he's in Sage Hill, which is a small school. He plays for his father, and they were in a smaller division. And I got to see them in the early rounds, and and uh, they didn't win the championship in their division. But honestly, Ani, he might be as good as anybody in two twenty four. Now, again, I don't think he's going to finish number one in the class. Mm-hmm. That's probably going to go to Flory or or Ian Jackson or one of those guys we talk about as as the year goes by and into next year. But he's as talented as any as anybody in that class in my opinion he just he he's just not he doesn't have the team and he's not complete yet he's not there yet you know gotcha. so is there anybody like that that you've seen that's just going to be really good down the line you know going to watching the Whataburger throw some yeah. really good 25s yeah. um 
like Parker Jefferson, uh, yeah. you know, from Waxhatchee, who's been out for a while. And I know in national rankings, he's in the top 25, top 30. I think he's going to be really, really good. Uh, yeah. I think we'll see him up there and, uh, right. uh, you know, potential top 10 guy. Just because, you know, where the game's going to, Ronnie, uh, skill. Like, I've seen him shoot and take deep threes and make deep threes, uh, finish with either hand, saw some toughness, saw him put the ball on the floor, uh, and he would just come back from injury. They're like, this is the first time he's playing. And uh, I was just like, Parker Jefferson, to me, just in 225, I think we'll see him up there, potential top 15, top 10 guy uh, when he's finally healthy. And I think Jalen Lowe is going to surprise a lot of people. Um, I think when he gets to college and just, you know, he had a good summer with Houston hoops. And I think he's someone that really needs to be in the conversation as a top 50 player in the country. Um, right. Yeah. That, that's just, you know, Jalen was just really good. Has had a 43 point, 12 rebound performance, you know, got back and then had a 29 point performance with, and only missed like six shots total. Um, and that's with free throws and everything. So I think Jalen Lowe's going to see a big swing. And I think Parker Jefferson uh, from Waxahachie, I think he's going to – he'll we'll see him up there in this class when he's healthy and, you know, when everything just kind of shapes itself out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a, a player I got to see at the Pangos Fresh Soft. He's a good player. Obviously, Lowe is, is a fast riser. There's, there's guys that are coming up. That's why we like to follow the season and not just go on uh, summer performances or rankings. You know, players move all the time, just like the teams, and and you got to try to keep up with them. Obviously, that's what what we're here to do. And it's been a long a long holiday season. I wanted to talk a little bit about a few of the standouts I saw in the lower classes and um, in the silver division at Damien. You know, Aaron Powell, whose dad is a uh, medical mm-hmm. trainer for the Clippers. Uh, he played at Bishop O'Dowd and he played at uh, Cal Poly Slow. But Aaron is at Campbell Hall in North Hollywood, two twenty four. His team ended up winning that silver division over La Mirada, who's a local team who was, uh, you know, didn't have to travel very far to go to play at Damien. And, and Aaron's got a lot better. I've known him since middle school. He has offers from Arizona State, Portland, U- uh, University of San Diego recruiting him. Obviously, uh, Stanford is recruiting him because he has good grades. Uh, so in the semifinals, a guy threw up a Hail Mary. The ball bounced back to him and he hit like a 50 foot shot at the buzzer to win. And then uh, in the championship game against La Mirada, he wanted with another buzzer. They wanted with another buzzer beetle Campbell. Wow. So, yeah, you know, he, he's a good young player. Again, he's not a top 100. He's going to play for the Oakland Soldiers. He's 224, and he's going to get a, a scholarship, and he's going to be a good player, and, and he has good grades. So, you know, I want to mention him. And then the guy on the opposite team, La Mirada, uh, Julian Gomez, I mean, that guy is, is uh, like a combo guard, strong. He's a really good shooter. He's a lefty. He knows how to get open. And it's still like up in the air. Obviously, he's 225, but I was talking to some lower-level coaches, and they were a little, like, uh, lukewarm on him. And then, I, and then I find out he gets an offer from UCSB. And UCSB, our guy Joe Pasternak, he wants high-level right. players. Right, right. Pasternak <laughs> wants big uh, Mountain West Pac-12 type players. He doesn't want a guy who, oh, he's a big West player. like. They're at the level where they want better than Big West. And that's we talked about that, Ani. Like low-level colleges want really good players. They I want guys at a higher level. Yeah, they think that's one of the one of the themes I got out of this holiday season is yeah, like these high school players are in they're in a tough spot because these guys are looking for high-level players, whether they get them in the port or like 
They want a guy that they can steal that's maybe right outside the top 100 or in the top 150. They want him out of UC Santa Barbara. They want him out of Irvine. They want him at uh, that type of school, uh, a step lower than Texas. Not, not everybody's going to go to play for the Longhorns. Like Texas Tech, we see that. TCU, they, they, these guys are getting high. Rice, they're getting high-level players. And I'll talk about that a little bit about what maybe – what the coaches were talking about, like at the Whataburger and, and other events. Yeah, I mean, you see, like, yeah. for example, I, I saw a team out of the SWAC out there, and they're recruiting yeah. the kid, and I'll, I'll mention him because he's another kid I think is going to be a fast riser, but this kid's probably a mid-plus, borderline yeah. high-major guy, and he's like, those are the type of guys he has to bring to his coach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, well, there was a couple guys that I'm like, he can play for you, but he's like, hey, man, like, yeah. Coach, look, if we're going to bring in a high school kid, especially at the SWAC, obviously, which are older guys, you know, he's got to be a kid that's Conference USA, American, you know, probably a lower level Big 12 uh, SEC type player. So that's that's what it is. I I think every low to mid-major coach wants someone that's borderline a high-major guy like him. Correct. That that's just what's been going on. That's why you know people are like, "Well, I could play here," and it's like, and I had to tell some guys, I some kids that I help mentor, like, it's not that if you can play there or not, it's that they want guys that is a no brainer. Like, you're not a no brainer. You're a guy that maybe have a chance, but we want the they want the guys that Texas is interested in and Baylor right. and TCU, like. They know, okay, they're probably not going to really go for that kid because they're going to go get a kid that's upper, like a real upper echelon guy. Yeah. So we want to throw our hat in there. Correct. <laughs> Correct. They want to keep their, their just ex, them interested in them. Yeah. Right. So and even if they don't get them, maybe they get them on the bounce back. That's what they're looking at. Exactly. Know? And that's all it is. Some of these guys are, you know, People don't people don't realize like in the Peace Jam when you see a low to mid major school out there, they're there because there's some high major kids are out there that are going to hit the portal that are going to need to go down. They just want to show their face. Correct. They want to, that kid to remember. So that's very interesting. You know, uh, as we close out this episode, we 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 you know we talk about that. We've talked about that. I think we're gonna have to dedicate a whole episode of that. Maybe bring on a Costco's talk about what they're looking for. Like you said, it's not the same as it was three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. These guys, like you said, swack, they're looking for a freaking big 12 borderline type player. That's just, and that's the same thing with the big West, you know, type coach. They're looking right. for a pack 12 level talent, right? You know, even if they don't get them, they want to keep their name in the hat. And sometimes they are getting them. I mean, these guys are getting high level players. So the borderline player undersized D two, like, I'm sorry, guys. You're going to have to look for a D2. Or, or some of them are going to junior college. NAI, because that's what you're going to end up getting. you got to be realistic. I think that's one of the things of 223. we got to be realistic. There's a lot of things going on with these, these teams and players, and you got to be realistic of what level you are. And, and it's got to keep being pounding into the players because they're not getting it. You know, not, they're getting it, I think, but they're not getting it enough, Ani, I would say. No, they're not. They're, they're, they, they understand – they they have a decent understanding, but I don't think they they really know. Like you said, they don't Correct. really know what the game <laughs> is right now. They just kind of hear transfer portal, transfer portal, transfer portal, right? But they don't they don't understand all the details that's come into that and what the yeah. what these coaches are looking for for high school kids. Not that these coaches don't want high school kids; they just want high school kids that are complete no brainers. 
Yeah, yeah. They want a, a, a sure product. And, you know, as we close out, like I said, you know, uh, we wanted to talk and give a shout out to the teams that had some travel issues. So, yeah. again, I put up a .com story on ballslive.com about St. John's. And, and it wasn't necessarily St. John's because they came from D.C. all the way to San Diego. But, um, you know. Uh, the Rose City Classic was before the holiday. St. John Bosco win. And obviously, St. John Bosco has some great young players. Uh, Alzie Harrington, Kate Bonham, 225s. But they couldn't fly back. We talked about the top of the hour in this episode 148 about the flights and all that stuff and how all that's in peril. Ani, I'm glad I didn't have to fly. Nowhere. I'm not flying anywhere right now, anytime right now. Ooh, you know, no. I know you don't want to either. I don't want to get sick. I don't want the headache. I saw all the, the tweets and everything. It's just a lot. And. I'm just grateful that most of the tournaments went off and went got complete and got a champion because I know there was a lot of people that couldn't go to the um, down to the uh, well, the one in Arkansas, the King Cotton. They couldn't okay. make it. So uh, St. John Bosco was in Oregon, couldn't get their flight. They had some vans, so they were they weren't in the van. They were either in the hotel or they were in, getting something to eat, and the van got smashed by a big rig. So like. Whoa, it's like the, 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 the whole thing got demolished by a big rig. So we're just glad that Bosco wasn't in the, the van. In the van. So they had to get another one or whatever. So then they come back. They drive back to L.A. 20 hours or whatever, eight, 11 hours. It's 11 hours, I think, from mm -hmm. 11 or 12 hours. And then they find out that their flights to the King Cotton are, are canceled. I think it's Southwest. Let's just blame it on Southwest. because Right, right, right. 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 So I don't know. So they can't get there. So then uh, St. Uh, I guess that would be St. Ignatius. No, St. Ignatius was at Tart. Uh, it was a, a team in Ohio couldn't make it to San Diego. So they took their place. Right. Because their flight got canceled. The team in Ohio. So mm -hmm. they jumped in that bracket. And at the same time, O'Day in Seattle had their flights canceled. And they were in a real tough pickle because they're they are the team that was 20 hours away. Again, that's another probably eight hours from six hours from Portland, and then drive the 11 or 12 hours. That's like 20 hours away. So this, they had two bus drivers taking turns driving. They made it all the way down here, and they lost their first game. They got here 30 minutes before their first game started. Yeah. Right, 20 hour drive. They warmed up. They lost the first one. Then they won the consolation bracket. Coach Jason Kerr and his crew. And Ani, when I tell you that they were happy to win the Constellation bracket, like I'm that's good. the happiest I've ever seen a team to win the Constellation bracket. <laughs> like they were like, yeah, you know, they were, they were holding that trophy. Like it was it was a good moment for them. It was yeah. That's what high school basketball is all about, really. Like so kudos to O'Day and to Coach Jason Kerr. You know, he's he, he communicates with me all the time on text and stuff. So I, I'm just happy that they made it, you know. And, yeah, you know, like Faith Family couldn't get to Florida. Uh, yeah. flights got canceled. Like, you know, there's there's been a lot of teams that couldn't go out of town. Yeah. Uh, and I was just thankful that I was able to get to New York and then be able to fly back. Like, yeah. just seeing everything was happening, I was like, man, oh, that's... man, you could have been stuck in New York with a big bill. <laughs> <laughs> They're not cheap to stay in New York, bro, for like four or five days. You man, know? a hotel about 300 a day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's just, that's a lot. And that's yeah. a lot for a lot of people. So, O'Day, you know, I don't want to put his business out there, but they had to put a big credit card on a, a bill on a credit card. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're hopefully either the, the, the airline reimburses them in a timely fashion because they spent a lot of money to get down to that Torrey Pines. 
And then as we close out the show, I want to give out a shout shout out to we talked about St. John's, his coach Patrick uh, Behan. You know, he last year in uh, the middle of the year, maybe early summer, he was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease, uh, ALS. I don't know. Again, mm-hmm. I'm not a, a medical expert, but I know that that's a serious disease and, and a debilitating one. And, you know, he was a little I could tell a lot of people in the in the tournament couldn't tell or didn't probably know the backstory. I wrote about it in, in when after they won the tournament, but he was sitting on a chair on it and he like he wasn't up screaming, like, you know, he's taking his yeah. time and met it up. He's probably got a lot of therapy he has to do. And he, he told me he's like, I'm taking a lot of medicines and stuff. And and I said, Hey man, the best thing that probably happened is he's like, Ronnie, the best thing is my guys keep winning, you know. Like that's I'm in my gym with the guys, and that makes me feel the best I can, you know. So Shout out to the cadets. They beat St. Augustine in the final. Like I said, they're 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 ranked uh, in the Fab 50. They're still undefeated, and they come in at number eight. But you know, I'm glad to be able to see them. And it's crazy because they might finish. It's gonna be a dog fight. They might finish third in that league. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and, and, and they have an event this week. It's called the Behan Strong Invitational. They invited up IMG. This is on the third, right? When we're filming this, it's probably when they're playing. As as we're filming this, there's like. Uh, six teams playing, so three games, and it's like all his buddies and guys that he has connection to, you know. So okay, you know, six teams that he he has a connection with the school and the coaches too, and they're all playing, and all the proceeds are gonna go to fight for him and to fight, you know, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. So shout out to Coach uh, Behan for getting his team out to San Diego and and for winning, and 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 obviously the fight. He's like we said at the beginning of the show, it's like much bigger than basketball. You know, he's, uh, you know, we hope him well, wish him well. And I don't know what we're saying on that because it's a good thing. I'm glad that he's doing that, that they're doing that event at St. John's there in D.C. And in regards of who wins or loses, all the proceeds are going to. Yeah. Going to coach. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and that's, that's just crazy that, you know, one of my friends, his, uh, his mom, someone who's close to the sheep, she passed some ALS. And uh, so I know what that does. I saw how that did to the body. So for coach to fight, keep be fighting and playing, you know, coaching and doing what he's doing right now. I mean, that's yeah. a that's a warrior right there. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And those kids were happy, you know. Again, like not everybody in the gym. Obviously, mostly people in the gym were for rooting for St. Augustine because they're the home team. But right, yeah, Donnie Freeman had a great, uh, you know, MVP of the uh, type performance of the tournament. Um, and I want to shout out some other players before we get off. Uh, Pete Newman, sophomore guard, made a couple big plays. Uh, Malik Mack, who's headed for Harvard, you know, he had 19 points in the championship game. And Daquan Davis, 224 guard, he was their uh, leading scorer throughout the tournament in the four games. But, you know, I uh, just wanted to also mention this, I because I, the coach mentioned me, you know, Malik Mack, point guard, going to Harvard. Ani, he's really good to be going to Harvard. Like, yeah, Harvard and the and the Ivy League is getting some dudes. Like, oh yeah, Yale yeah. got Samson all the time from uh, yeah. <laughs> Richard Lake Highlands. Like, yeah, we talking about real dudes like Harvard, Princeton, uh, that you know Yale, the, uh, those teams they're getting really good players. Like we talked about, you got to be realistic because I mean Malik Mack is terrific. So like, right. it's awesome to see those kids. It's particularly like more African American kids going to like Ivy League schools. That's awesome. 100%. Like. And so it's great, great way to end the show. I think we'll end that now. But like, like I said, shout out to Coach Behan. Shout out to all the teams that are 
trying to get in there and win and, and, and keep climbing in the rankings. I know they don't care about the rankings, but they want to win. You know right. what I mean? Like, that's the main thing. You want to keep winning. And, and um, you oh, know, Ronnie, they care about them rankings now. Don't, yeah. don't, 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 don't downgrade your ranks. They care about them now. These yeah. teams care about them. Yeah, they look at them. I get you. They look. They, they don't want to be shortchanged for sure. Right. I mean, look at Westland. Look at Westland. I mean, the whole world's going crazy. You know, David Stoudemire is like, I talked to David Stoudemire a little bit. I said, hey, check out these rankings if you don't like the other ones because he was going crazy, you know? <laughs> right. Yo, no, I was saying this about Westland. I ain't trying to compare, but y'all, you, you're the, you had them the highest I've seen. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, again, they're not in front of Duncanville, but they deserve no. to be in the top 25. Absolutely. They deserve to be in the top 25. I, again, but now the pressure is on. They can't lose to no Oregon team. Mm -hmm. that, that's what changes. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. you can't just be losing. Because, like you said, Duncanville can't lose either. You know, I mean, it's going to be a district game. They'd be a really big upset, but still, they can't lose. You know, no, so yeah. uh, I guess that's the key. You know, uh, shout out to everybody. We're about to check out. You know, hope. Hopefully the young man for the Buffalo Bills is okay and long-term. You know, hopefully Coach Behan, you know, keeps fighting his fight and St. John's keeps winning. I know they have a lot of incentive to win, and it's going to be tough because they're in that tough league. But I think on that note, me and Anya are going to get out of here. Again, appreciate episode 148. Thank you for listening, and take care for the next one.